Hey, what's happening? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast on a Saturday. A nice Saturday afternoon. Got my girl Momi riding shotgun. We just went down to the... Gosh, what's the name of the creek? We're over here in Chalfont, Pennsylvania. I'm not entirely sure what creek it was, but... I spied it because I just dropped my son... Samuel off at uh, I dropped him off at Sky Zone like a trampoline park feel bad for the guy you know on the one hand I don't want him out there taking risks you know he's going to be meeting his girlfriend and some friends over here at the Sky Zone so There was nobody there, like one family. So, um, hey, I go to work every day, you know. My wife goes to work every day. We go to the store. Everybody's trying to be safe during the freaking pandemic here, which I read yesterday is... I mean, it's, it's worse than it's ever been in terms of hospitalizations, um, positive test results, hospitalizations, and deaths. So it's pretty bad. You know, I'm not really comfortable taking too many risks. I got to go to work on Monday. I need to know that my patients are... that they are protected, that my family's protected, and I come home every day from work and I shower the shit out of myself make sure that I'm nice and clean and only then do I hug and kiss them and so on and so forth so I said everybody's trying to do the right things drop Sam off at the freaking trampoline park see his girlfriend he's going to wear a mask the whole time it's mandated by the facility which is awesome so no excuse no disparity let's say the girl doesn't want to wear a mask and he shows up with one and feel like a real dick, you know? Shit. How do you express yourself? How do you smile? How do you give her a little smooch when you got a goddamn mask on? So that's frustrating. But there we were, dropped them off, and I took Momi with me uh, just because she's always in the house all the time, and I'm the one who she looks to me to take her down to the, uh, to the creek on a weekend basis at least or whenever I have some free time so I spied it at the end of this industrial park in the deep in the recesses of it I spied through the woods looked like there was a current flowing so not too far from the parking lot so we went down there she busted her ass a few times we broke through some brambles ran through the brushes and ran through the brambles and ran through the places where the rabbits wouldn't go, you know, and there we were on the banks of this creek, and she didn't know what was going on, right, she wasn't sure how to behave, kept turning around, like, expecting I was going to take her back to the car, but I picked up some logs and threw them into the water, and she retrieved them, and took a dump, and I sat there and took it all in, listened to the, the creek flow, and looked at all the detritus all around God, it must be, it's, again, it's in the back of an industrial park, so all that refuse, a lot of plastic bottles, of course, and 
which are ubiquitous, right? We all know that. And then you got um, yeah, there must be a greenhouse locally because there was all these like potted plants. Uh, yeah, just the black basic potting that they come in standard. Those are thick, fucking all up, stacked up along the shoreline, all fucked up. So that's a shame. I'm looking at all this refuse and thinking, oh my God, what a mess we've made of this world. Not to be a downer, but it seems like that sometimes, doesn't it? So that was interesting. On the way back through, I'm looking, I'm thinking about all this trash and I saw a lot of new trash and some old trash. I saw this little glass bottle and I think of all those just growing up in the 80s and depictions of trash and what it looked like then and plastic was was ubiquitous but not not as, as much so as it is now and glass bottles would often be depicted like in a uh, Dr. Seuss book in McGilligan's Pool it was one of my favorites growing up and there was this basic a little freaking pond right and you go fishing down McGilligan's pool, who knows what you got, there's all these fish, there's all these creatures, all these things you can't see beneath the, the waters, and then, you know, you see, of course, among the fish and all these things, these big lunkers that the young fisherman is hoping to, to latch into, to catch on, on hook, there's bottles, and there's boots, and there's tires and stuff down there too, beneath the surface, things you can't see, so that was interesting. I see that little glass bottle. I just kind of kicked it over. I was skeptical as to whether it actually was an old thing. I didn't see any threads on the top. Like a little glass bottle. Could have been from decades ago. Could have been from, you know, some reproduction. Try to make it look antique or whatever. Could have been a tester bottle of vodka or something. Nastiness like that. So... I thought about trash, old and new. And as I was digging through, walking through, I found some coils of barbed wire. Rusted old-school barbed wire, probably from a farm that decades ago sold out so that they could build an industrial park. And I said, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. So what I'm going to do with that is this morning, before I dropped Sam off of the trampoline park, I was carving. I carved um, a heart out of a piece of hickory. So uh, the base is just a round tree trunk. And I actually carved a bark pattern in the base of it, so that'll look really nice. And then the heart is going to be just a beautiful wooden heart of about a foot, uh, foot tall, foot by a foot. And I refine that so when I get home, right now I'm going to stop at Lowe's and get some, uh, some linseed oil. And I'm going to get some mineral spirits. And I'm going to go go home and keep working on that heart. And what I'm going to do, the barbed wire, 
I'm going to take that and I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to cross, crisscross it um, in such a way over that heart. So it depicts, like, you know, we guard our hearts. How cool is that? I'm going to keep it rusty. I'm going to keep it rustic. And it's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to finish that piece. I've been thinking about and, and downloading... Uh, screenshotting pictures of various carvings and stuff, things I can reproduce, and I came to the conclusion that with uh, Valentine's Day coming and just with the world being a, a pretty tragic place lately, um, that it would appro be appropriate just to work on these hearts. Uh, one which I've carved before was made out of um, cedar, and it's a beautiful red, the heart, the center of the cedar, which is that crimson, right? So that's beautiful, and that's on my stoop. So this is a little hickory heart, and um, the barbed wire is perfect. So I'm going to look at some illustrations of how others that have seen that concept before, barbed wire around the heart, and that's really interesting. So here I go. Here are my directional. I'm heading into Lowe's, and I'm going to fucking come back. When I return with my bounty from Lowe's, I'm going to uh, start talking a little bit about a post that I made this morning on Facebook that is a an IT recommendation, and uh, it's just basically how to operate better with our phones, using technology, using social media, just some <laughs> really kind of rugged, rustic uh, rules of the road, that, things that have helped me or that I think could help me, because I have the same problems as everyone else, you know. I turn my attention entirely too much to the 24-hour news cycle, and it stresses me out, and it's hard to look away. And so, I need to kind of throttle back, and Momi's in there. She's a pretty simple creature, that Momi. I love her so much, but, you know, she's a dog, just a, she's got, doesn't have the, the or she has the luxury of um, just being, working on a fundamental level, she does not, uh, she does not demand a higher level thought or critical thinking or anything like that, she just feels and responds, so she's anxious, she's anxious, and if she's happy, her tail wags and she rolls on her back. She wants attention, get her belly rubbed, and I think that that's just a beautiful thing. That's how we should all be. We're kind of we have this. Um, our downfall may well be our overthinking things. So I'm going to talk about that when I return. Little IT recommendations. <clears throat> Stand by. Okay, here I am again. Got some friggin' boiled linseed oil and some mineral spirits. Linseed oil is a nice penetrating oil that's going to uh, preserve the finish of this beautiful barbed wire hickory heart that I'm going to make today. Go home, get a little freaking grub. Got some leftover pizza, sausage, pepper, onion. And I'm going to freaking nuke real quick. Me and Mommy share a little meal. And I'm going to head back out. And I'm going to finish up that heart, and I'm going to linseed it, wrap some barbed wire around it, take a final photo, 
call it done. I'm gonna call it done. I'm gonna call it doggone. Little Kenneth Copeland. Okay, so I promised a little IT suggestion. So here's the deal. We all are entirely too dependent upon technology, right? We know that, and I've talked extensively about how it's wonderful and it's terrible. And even discussed how if you do the math, if you're able to ponder the math, we have exponential technology, rapidly advancing electronics, etc., connectivity, and we have rivalrous dynamics. Uh, no better noted than during this week's, um, you know, Wednesday's insurrection, they're calling it, on the Capitol, right? No matter which way you slice it, no matter what happened before or what happens after, it is the, the uh, second time in history where our own citizens stormed the Capitol and tried to uh, negate a vote, and people died. Now saw some footage about the young lady who got shot, who was the um, Air Force vet, veteran of Iraq. She was in law enforcement, like it sounded like she was an MP you know, herself. So anyway, she's dead. She got shot in the neck as a bunch of her comrades, while they were forcing themselves through, there were law enforcement among them trying to, like, figure out, like, stand by or supervise, try not to get killed, I guess, try not to fire on their own citizens. They were pushing their way through this, um, and smashing a friggin' a glass door, safety glass door uh, window, trying to knock that down. They were coming through, and this woman decided to try to jump through, and they fucking, you see the guy come out with his piece, and they're like, there's a gun, there's a gun, sure enough, shot her, killed her, you know, there's a cop who's dead, somebody hit him in the head with a fire extinguisher, there's other people who had strokes and heart attacks and were trampled in all the excitement, so just terrible, you know, that's, that's terrible, never like to hear stuff like that. I mean, obviously. So, all of this, it, it seems to have resulted from this just in front. Uh, oh, stand by for this. Well, that was interesting. Almost two hours later. The reason why I cut off, cut that podcast segment short is because... Uh, I got a call from my mother who predictably dumped a bunch of poison on me about the problems that she's having. Itches that I can't scratch. And so I don't want to get into that because it makes me sick physically and mentally. It's part of any dysfunction, big part of any dysfunction that I possess. I know I'm kind of a eccentric individual, you know, a, kind of a, a character. I embrace that, you know. I fit a lot of my stuff is that um, 
you know, my humor and my eccentricities are a defensive mechanism against the very cruel world. I mean, I've had a good life, and uh, I'm thankful that for anything that others have done to facilitate that. My my parents, my my family, my friends, my teachers. And everybody I meet, you know, the world, the environment. I'm thankful for so much, but God, there is some fucked up. I, I've had growing up, people used to say, "Well, well," like people who would observe me as a relatively normal guy, and they'd hear all the shit that was going on in my family, all the drama, and they'd be like, "Man, you, it's like you were left on a doorstep or something. You're like the milkman's kid or something." Because there was always such bullshit that I had to deal with. And what I did was, my defensive mechanism then was to go off and I'd stay with my friends and my girlfriends, families, and take trips and join the Marines, right? That took me out, gave me some perspective. And so I realized what I wanted my life to be like and I denied any of the bullshit, you know? I stiff-armed it away. I don't want this in my life. And so that's what I've had to do, unfortunately, with my blood family, my blood, some blood relatives. I just can't have anything to do with them because it's such nonsense. So yesterday I had to send a very harsh message to um, some of these people to say, listen, basically call me if there's an ambulance on its way because I can't sort out some of these problems that you've got going on. They're not my my demons, it's not my issue, you know, and so, um, it's tough to do that, because I like to try to help everybody, uh, but it, 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 as crazy as the world is these days, it's an act of self-preservation, telling these people basically to fuck off, because my family, my children, my wife, my immediate relationships, and the good that I can do in this world, It can be stolen, my, the resources that I would allot to that, to keeping my ship afloat. These fuckers just want to sink you, man. They don't care. They're going to tell you everything, and they're going to poison your well, and it ain't going to happen. So I'm going to do my best for the rest of the day, finish up my carving, throw down a little lunch, spend some time with my family, and enjoy the rest of my weekend. Just in a final closing note about the my tips for uh, technological use. Okay, we have to find ways to, to just deny any of the bullshit that comes our way. If that means you've got to hide people on social media or just close your accounts or if you got to stop responding to text messages from people that are constantly up your ass to solve their problems or to dump their stuff on you, then that's what you need to do. And that's what I think a lot of us have um, come to the conclusion that we need to do. You know, with the shit on the national stage right now with Trump and his Twitter accounts and people on Parler trying to, you know, think they need to take over the goddamn, you know, spouting conspiracies, QAnon, and all these fucking idiots, 
and the far left and the far right and all these dickheads that just they're just unhappy and they're going to make you unhappy they're paranoid and they're going to make you paranoid if you don't turn the channel you're fucked man I think we've all had enough uh, internet and and connectivity for for the over the past week so now it's time for us to just try to maintain our sanity however we possibly can so here I am I'm home and I am ready to fucking enjoy the rest of my weekend I'm gonna try love and respect huh!